0: Today's episode is sponsored by Awesome Labs. For everything you need to build your own online store, do the smart thing. Visit beawesome.co.za. Awesome Labs, the web is chemistry. You're listening to Big Shot Business Podcast. The what, the why, and the how of building and running a successful business on the African continent. Here's your host, Linkford Biz. Hello and welcome to another exciting episode of the Big Shot Business Podcast. I'm your host, Linkford Bees. It's an amazing honor again to be here, you know, with another episode. It's it's time we started really creating our own businesses, you know, and today's episode is really inspired by two articles that I came across. One was by Brookings, and the other one was by Growth Africa. Now, in these articles, they both talk about the Huge opportunity that the African continent is, especially when it comes to business. And I found it very interesting, the kind of things that they were talking about in, in, those, um, in those two articles and how similar their approach towards them was. Uh, the article by Brookings, I'll put a link to all these articles um, in the podcast notes, just to make sure that everybody gets to read them as well. Quoting Vusi Tembewayo, he says, we are big business, meaning that uh, most of the um, businesses done on the African continent that our governments, or we also refer to as small business, could be big business. They could be done at a larger scale. So we are big business. I'll take that from him and look at it from that perspective and since we are a big business, it is our responsibility to understand what the market and what the world is saying about the continent and also take advantage of those. So the reason I really brought these two articles up was because I want African entrepreneurs to be the ones that take advantage of the opportunities on the continent. There are a couple of statistics that are mentioned in these articles, which I thought would be very interesting if all of us created our businesses with this ideology or this information in mind. In 2018, a list came out saying the top ten fast growing economies in the world. Six of them were in Africa and Ghana was at the top of that list. And then in 2019, the the World Bank came up with um, um, with another another report um in their doing business index and they said 10 most improved countries were in africa another uh, statistic that they came up was one third of all reforms recorded globally were in sub-saharan africa and i find that information very interesting and very encouraging as an entrepreneur and i also want All of us to start looking at our businesses with these type of statistics in mind, right? In that we are currently being looked at by the whole world. The whole world is looking at us saying, there's the next catch. Are we also looking at ourselves and saying, there's the next catch? Well, I love, I love what's going on on the continent and the... The level at which businesses are popping up, the level at which innovation is happening, at, uh, uh, especially the work being done in in in, in East and West Africa right now—it's amazing work, amazing work. I really love what's going on up there, and this this is pride for the continent. Including, and over the past few days, it's been really um, a challenge trying to classify or. or, or or trying to 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 understand what people really feel about the Africa free trade agreement there are so many mixed feelings but I still applaud it because it's an effort to integrate the continent and remove borders so to speak uh, in terms of business another statistic that I really loved and um, I think we also have to keep in mind as entrepreneurs as we're building our businesses as we are as we are growing our businesses you know even for 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 starters for people that are starting businesses keep these statistics in mind and work your business around taking advantage of the opportunity the starter is revealing. Africa's current population is around over 1.2 billion people. It is projected that by 2030, which is nine years from now We could potentially be at 1.7 billion people. That's that's unprecedented growth. And because of such statistics, you have to keep those things in mind because 10 years, 10 years happened so fast. You can almost say just a few days ago, it was 2010, but time moved so fast. Things happened so fast and we are already in 2021, meaning you could blink and it's 2030. So you have to keep these statistics in mind and start positioning your business to take full advantage of these opportunities. Now, there was a question by Brookings or in the Brookings article, which I found very interesting. And I'll, uh, I'll try to, to to also pose this same question to you. How many companies in Africa earn an annual revenue of $1 billion US billion or more? Have you ever wondered that? Have you ever wondered if there are any companies on the continent that have that much of a revenue well there are I know a couple of them but in actual sense there are over 400 of them on the continent and most of them are doing far better than international competition or their international counterparts but how many do you know I know a couple of them in South Africa Um, I'm sure you know some wherever you are how about your business also being part of them that's why I was saying we are big business, taking that from Tembeguayo, because it's actually very true. Now, growth on the continent is based on a couple of indicators that the World Bank has listed out. And you know me, I love the World Bank because their reports, their reports on Africa show me what they are trying to achieve on the continent. They show you the problem, and then they say, we are the solution, knowing very well that by so doing, you become indebted to them. Their bank, after all. <laughs> all right. So they, they listed about five of them, uh, five indicators of what is channeling or what is pushing Africa's growth. I looked at it and thought African entrepreneurs should be, must be, have to be taking advantage of this data. Those indicators, of, for starters, the, the fast growth of the population that also increases the urbanization on the continent. So that's uh, that's the first opportunity that the population is growing very fast, and the rate of urbanization is also growing very fast. So that gives every entrepreneur on the continent, for starters, on the continent, you know, this is this is information that is being taken advantage of by um, investors from across the world. But I would like African entrepreneurs to be taking advantage of this information far faster. I believe it was episode three when I was talking to. Um, David Mashabela, where he says, if Africa is the next biggest market, we should be on the front line. Africans should be on the front line. We we cannot continue asking for aid. We cannot continue asking for financial aid to be more exact. We need to start creating partnerships that create equity for everyone involved. By so doing, we free ourselves from these shackles that international monetary uh, organizations have put on us. We get to to free ourselves from all of that. So taking advantage of the population growth and taking advantage of the rate of urbanization, the increase in both of them, it's a huge opportunity in that if your business does not have enough clients right now, chances are it will. So start preparing for them. The population is increasing. That means there are now more young people than adults at that point where there are more young people than adults you need to take advantage of that what do young people need on the african continent what will then adults need on the african continent so looking at those statistics when you create your business when you grow your business when you bring new products new services think about that think about that have those statistics in mind another thing they listed also was the fact that africa is industrializing and it's a it's a very good thing. I think industrialization, whilst we are late to the market, it actually presents a huge opportunity. Uh, for starters, I think the the, the the part I'm more interested in is the manufacturing sector. I can't believe, and I'll keep hammering on this, I'll keep hammering on this because it makes me upset. sometimes. Sometimes I actually think it was a, a level of laziness on our part, right? We kept taking it, taking it from every direction, just taking it. Somebody comes up with a new product, oh, here's a smartphone, it's $4,000, take it. Oh, here's a a new car, it's $150,000, take it. Do you understand? And somebody comes and says, "Um, you know what? Many of your people are buying my cars. So here's a license build a, a car assembly plant, take it. And we'll just take it and just take it and take it and take it. Germany comes and says, oh, here's a Marshall plant, take it. Russia comes and says, we have plans for you, take it. Oh, why are we continuing to keep taking it? We haven't given it. We have not given it. I would even dare say, now the history on this, I'm not so sure, but I would even dare say, that the structures that we have to export goods, especially commodities, the structure that is in place to export those, we didn't create it. We just took it. So this this idea of keeping on taking it, taking it and never giving, I think it's a level of laziness from our part. Now, that's my opinion. It's a level of laziness from our part. And that's why I'm trying to push as much of this data out there so that entrepreneurs on the continent particularly young entrepreneurs on the continent now when i'm referring to young entrepreneurs on the continent i'm referring to people that are 45 and below 46 47 you're probably part of the establishment you see your generation not that we are blaming you for it we don't particularly care what you do now but you you were part of the system that got us here right But we are part of the system that would dismantle all of the things that were wrong about the establishment. Industrializing is a very good thing on the continent. And particularly food processing, mineral processing, and all those, I think that'll be great. And I'm still looking forward to Africa's first car. Well, there are already that uh, are, you know, but I want it to be uh, maybe as popular as BMW, maybe as popular in, even in South Africa, as VW. Volkswagen is very popular in South Africa, but there's no South African car. How are we not inspired by the thing by the by the data that the market is throwing in our faces every day? How? This is this is what gets me a bit upset because I believe I think it's a level of laziness. That thing that gets everybody relaxed, saying, uh, somebody's gonna do it. You know, it is at this moment that I really realize how much of an influence and my mom spoke about things that when i really look at them i start seeing the world for what it really is she once told me a story when i grew up i realized okay no it wasn't really a story it was a parable told for you to learn a particular lesson but then there are billions of lessons in it okay so the story goes four guys moved into a house the four guys with three guys guys moved into a house One of them was somebody, another was everybody, another was nobody. Yeah, I think, okay, so there were three. All right. Perfect. So now the house was dirty and somebody said, yeah, everybody's going to do it. And then everybody said, yeah, somebody's going to do it. At the end, nobody did it. (laughs) It's a very simple story, but... When I really realized that these were not names, but positions, it got me seeing the world very differently. To a point I vowed to myself that I would never say somebody would do it. That also came with the realization that I cannot be in every place every time. So I have to expand myself as much as possible. And putting out this podcast is also another way of expanding myself as much as possible because I cannot be in Ghana right now, but this podcast can reach somebody there. I cannot be in Egypt. I cannot be in um, Madagascar, but somebody there will be listening to this podcast and getting this information. I cannot say somebody will do it. I can't. I have to find a way to do it, which brings me to my... And this is this is my this is my life philosophy, right? That nothing happens to you, it happens because of you. So I can never blame anybody for anything. Totally. I can never blame anybody for anything. It's always me putting myself in that position. So I can't blame anybody for my failures, nor can I blame anybody for my success but me. Right? So when we say Africa is industrializing what part of that are you contributing to what part of that am i contributing to do you understand so that that brings a huge opportunity right it brings a huge opportunity for for skills transfer it brings a huge opportunity for managing our supply chain right managing our production chain right we've got farmers that are bringing in crops but who's processing the food right we need those plants who's 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 manufacturing the 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 equipment that is required for all of those things to happen you understand we end up importing equipment from germany they are halfway across the world when we have engineers in place we have the resources, we have the the, the raw materials that we need to start creating the, the, the machinery. And we have all the skills that we need on the continent, but why do we keep saying somebody will do it? And why do we keep taking it whenever somebody presents it and they're not even from the continent? So, we need to take advantage of the fact that Africa is industrializing. And get into it. Start controlling things for once, not just taking it. Right. Another um, another opportunity that was listed as well is the fact that Africa is pushing to close the infrastructure gap. There are places in Africa where dust roads are still a thing, yet they are very busy places. I've been I've been really um, rolling my mind around uh, the idea of privately owned roads, right? If government cannot put the infrastructure in place, what's stopping the private sector from coming in and saying, okay, this is a toll-sponsored road, right? We understand that goods need to be moving uh, back and forth on this road, but for us to be able to facilitate for that movement in a safe and developed uh, manner we need to build a road and have it pay for itself. So what would be stopping anybody from or the government from allowing people to build toll-sponsored roads? Government doesn't have to manage it. They still have to regulate it, though, but they don't have to manage it. They don't have to repair the portals. All of that is done by the organization that owns that road you understand so even a even a railroad even even an airport you understand and and, and this was this was an interesting thing uh, There's an article i came across that was talking about how africa doesn't have a single market for well, a single aviation market or i'm going to put it that way meaning other people had to offer building a hub on the continent. Imagine that. Where are the Africans? That's that's always my question. When somebody says, "I want to do this for Africa," my question is always, "But where are the Africans?" You understand? But anyways, I'm hoping um, um, AFCFTM. Goodness, couldn't they find a better name? I'm hoping it will, it will at least make Africa one market so that you know at least we could have a hub in place and people don't have to fly to Europe and then come back to Africa for them to you know, fly between countries. But anyways, you get the point. We need to take advantage again of the fact that there's a need to close the infrastructure gap. There's a need. There's a need to industrialize. There's a need to, to to build infrastructure and develop. There's a need. There's a need. And so it's a call to all African entrepreneurs. I would prefer African entrepreneurs to do this. And I think from a legislation point of view, from a policy point of view, I think our government should put it in place so that we get to do things. We get to, to build the roads instead of, Chinese companies. We get to build the economies instead of Germany companies. We get to manufacture the equipment instead of Germany. And then they also listed the fact that Africa is innovating, innovation to unleash agricultural and resource wealth. In the agricultural industry, even just to unleash the, the, the resource wealth we have on the continent, the amount of resources we have on the continent, from, from, from human resources, capital resources, mineral resources, all of them can contribute to what Africa becomes. Another opportunity that they listed was um, the potential of increasing digital and mobile access. Now, for long, Africa has been declared a mobile continent, right, for a very long time, right? And understandably so, because yes, most people on the African continent use mobile devices so it's very understandable when somebody says okay Africa is a very mobile uh, uh, continent which brings me into um, uh, the topic that we it's an underlying discussion that is going on that everything has to be mobile first everything has to be mobile first and and there are countries on the continent that have allowed their people to access almost anything, almost anything from mobile devices, regardless whether it's a smartphone or it's a, 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 um, a low-tech phone, regardless. They have allowed their people to be able to access services from the government through mobile phones. And we have to continuously push on that frontier, continuously push and innovate on that frontier. And that's also something that many businesses have to take advantage of. If your people cannot access you or your clients cannot access you from a mobile device, then there's a problem because your clients are not walking around carrying laptops and desktops in their offices. They're walking around carrying these phones and sometimes they are very low-tech phones, right? Your people have to be able to, uh, your clients actually have to be able to access your business, right? And this is this is this is one thing I encourage. Uh, I encourage my clients to do. Have have a, uh, um, if you know very well that your clients are possibly people with low-tech phones what's stopping you from having a um sms uh blah 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 whatever keyword you want to use to whatever whatever sms number you know those five uh five five-digit sms numbers you know so you'll find that your people get access to you more and more when you have put infrastructure in place for them to be able to access you you see create those bridges, create those bridges. Say, okay, I need you to access me and you need me to help you. So here's a bridge, right? SMS help to, I don't know, 3467, something like that, right? Your clients would, would really appreciate it. Now, alongside all of these things, right, that uh, the, these articles were talking about, There was something very fascinating, especially from um, the article that was written by Growth Africa, where they listed key reasons why you should do business in Africa. And I looked at it and thought to myself, well, those are also key reasons why everybody should become an entrepreneur on the continent. Right. And this 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 is in line with um, uh, theme this year at big shot business network where we have declared this year the year of the african startup with the theme each one start one everybody must at least start something the continent deserves to be full of entrepreneurs you are already doing entrepreneurial things everywhere you are so why not turn that into an actual business right so anyways so this is this is from um, Growth Africa, and I'll put a link to to this article in the in the podcast notes. I think I think this article was written sometime last year, um, around uh, around April, I think. I think it was around April. Uh, anyways, so they say uh, key figures, their attractiveness of business in Africa. And then, of course, they go right on with it. And the first uh, uh, key figures are about, uh, they're about population and demographics. 40% of the global population growth will be in Africa by 2050. I remember what I was telling you about taking advantage of the data that is being thrown at you every day. So build your business, grow your business, expand your business with this data in mind, right? So this is this is very advantageous to all entrepreneurs on the continent, right? Have you heard about Big Shot Business Network? It's the place to be for African entrepreneurs, business owners and professionals just like you. Join millions of fellow entrepreneurs a day by visiting likeabigshot.com. Big Shop Business Network, connect, share, grow. And then they go on to say more than 50% of Africa's population is under 20 years old, making it the world's youngest continent. And we've hammered on this point for a very long time, right? In comparison, only 28% of the population of China is under the, at the age of 20. Now that's interesting, right? Because right now, we know that China has sort of reached that glass ceiling and the, their growth is kind of plateauing out, which, which means Africa has to now start taking advantage of its youngest population. And I remember when I, um, when I was still in school, there was a graph that my geography teacher used to show us. And I fell in love with that graph from, it was a demographics graph, uh, I fell in love with it from from that time out. Uh, he gave us a very simple way of studying it. He said, "If this graph is broad at the at the bottom, that's an underdeveloped country. If this graph is broad at the top, that's a developed country." And I always look at those demographics like, huh, developing country, huh, developed country, you know. And Africa right now. It's not a country yet, but we'll get there. Africa right now has a very broad base, meaning we have more young people than older people. So that means Africa is developing, okay? And that's a huge opportunity that I want every entrepreneur to take advantage of. Okay, they go on and say 500 million Africans are between the ages 18 and 24, 500 million. What is it that 18 to 24 year olds want? Well, if you figure that out, you've got at least 500 million clients potentially. Now you get how big the the the, the growth level is. Uh, it is also estimated that by 2040, it will be 1.1 billion, more than China and India. about that all right i'll put a link to this um to this article and um it's amazing these were the reasons that they were giving to investors saying hey come invest in africa because of this and i'm saying to you hey invest in africa as an entrepreneur as an african entrepreneur invest in the continent because of the same information and then They put another subtopic there: markets and consumers. So, consumer expenditure is set to rise from six hundred billion in two thousand and ten to nearly one trillion in twenty twenty. Africans are consuming a lot. By the time they started consuming from within Africa, and again, I have to emphasize this: this is not isolationism or. Trying to isolate ourselves from the world. No, this is not that. The world has had ample time and more than enough uh, uh, profits to, I don't know, to shield themselves from the troubles that happen on the continent and to some extent even fuel the troubles that happen on the continent. But now, It's time for Africans to shield themselves from the troubles that happen around the world. I'm tired of American economy goes down, and so does the economy here. That's that's bullshit. That's nonsense. We don't want that. I'm tired of that, right? And I'm tired of my business being affected by something that happens in China. I understand it's a global market and all, but no, it's high time we are able to shield ourselves from the troubles of the world and perhaps give them a test of their own medicine. <laughs> it would be interesting. So anyway, so they say that consumer uh, uh, expenditure um, was expected to rise from 600 billion in 2010 to 1 trillion in 2020. And then even um, African consumers spend a large share of their budget, about 45% on food and groceries. Hmm. Remember what I was telling you about food processing on the continent? Keep that in mind. So about 45% of budgets on the African continent go to food and groceries. More than the average consumer in BRIC countries, Brazil, India, China, anyways more than half of all african households are projected to have discretionary income by 2020 i don't know how far the pandemic affected that but um corresponding to almost 130,000 households discretionary income who doesn't want that on the african continent consumer-facing industries retail wholesale banking telecommunications and tourism in africa are expected to grow by 400 billion US dollars by 2020, with apparel, consumer goods, and food accounting for 185 billion of that. Amazing statistics. Now, I'm not sure how far the pandemic has affected this, but Africa has a tendency of coming back, you know, <laughs> considering what happened in 2011 with the, Arab, uh, with the Arab Springs, the oil prices in 2014, Africa kept coming back. Right. We've got that defiance. Doing business report of 2013 ranked Mauritius, South Africa, Rwanda, Botswana, Ghana, Tunisia and Namibia above China. So the doing business index shows that Africa is really ready for business. Right. While Morocco, Zambia, Egypt, Kenya, Uganda, Ethiopia and Nigeria ranked above India and Brazil. How about that? Transparency International's Corruption Perceptions Index of 2012 ranked Botswana, Rwanda, Namibia, Ghana, South Africa, Libya, and Tunisia better than China, India, in terms of the perceived corruption levels in public institutions. We're doing better, right? Of course, people... Ah uh, 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 sleuther Africa about uh, um, um, corruption, but corruption is everywhere. It's everywhere across the world. And we are doing better. you understand. So these are all statistics that we need to to take advantage of, right? The African train has left. Don't be left behind. you know Even when you look at um, uh, I think it was Mackenzie that came with um, African stability uh, index you can see that many countries on the african continent they are constantly constantly improving and they are growing you understand it's as if it's as if that old age prayer has been answered africa rise you know and we're seeing that happening now. And it looks like I, I like this thing. I like this thing. Um, and I'll try to bring her on, on on the podcast. Um, her name is Gamchirai. Gamchirai. Yes, 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 yes. Her name is Gamchirai Mutezo. Each time I see her, I have it's this feeling that this generation is the generation that will make change and they're saying, we don't have time to waste. I'll try to bring on the podcast and see what we, we can um, discover, but it's really amazing. I feel like this is the generation that says, no time to waste, let's get things done because the generations that came before us didn't get things done. We might say they didn't know that they should get things done or they, were, they didn't have enough knowledge. Regardless, let's get things done and that's the that's the that's the voice on the continent right now saying hey you do your own thing otherwise the world will keep taking advantage of you so we're getting things done and that's a beautiful thing so i thought we should we should look at those statistics and some of the reasons why why you should do business on the african continent and some of the data that is you know out there to to fully take advantage of and keep in mind when building a business and putting together ideas. We hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Remember to subscribe, review, and share this podcast. Be sure to join millions of fellow entrepreneurs at Big Shot Business Network. For this week's show notes, visit likeabigshot.com slash podcast. Until next week, this has been the Big Shot Business Podcast.